Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, featuring some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, if you've been enjoying uh, Fantasy Football League, the return of Fantasy Football League on Sky, with Matt Lucas and Ellis James, you'll be aware of uh, the new Stato, Andrew Mentor. He joined us in the studio and was on good form. He was. Told us how the gig came about from his point of view. Uh, you may have seen uh, um, Ilkay Gundogan's wife, had uh, not been particularly impressed with the food in Manchester. And John Wilkin, rugby league legend from St Helens, and uh, a man that knows the Manchester food scene very well, made a very passionate, passionate. defence of, uh, of uh, the cuisine in that part of the world. Uh, we had a bit of a chat, didn't we? We did, yeah. And Martin Kellner joined us with a did. weaker sport on TV. So here it all is. <laughs> This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs with you through until four here on TalkSport, where this afternoon, Andy, tell us what's coming. Coming up over the next three hours, a Forest fan reacts to Steve Cooper's new contract, Rugby League's John Wilkin defends Manchester's eateries from a footballer's wife, and fantasy... 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 Suffering fucker, Trying to read it too It's quickly. only a show you worked on for about ten years and helped devise, so don't worry about that. Fantasy football's new stato, Andrew Menser, joins us in the studio. He does, yeah. We're also interested in what was in the wrong parcel and we'll cross to Plymouth where uh, England's most wrong player has uh, been honoured finally after many years. There's all this plus the clips of the week, the Fools panel, Martin Kellner's week of sport on TV and hedge fund manager gets even richer oh good, yeah. in top ma- Tot Macklin's American Sports <laughs> Roundup. I don't tot. Know, tot. Who's Tot, tot Macklin? Oh, You're having one of them, are you, Andy? I have one of those. You're having one yeah, of those, yeah. We ain't going to start again. Wouldn't it be great if the producer made us start it again <laughs> well, until you got it I'm right? quite happy. We could be here for hours, It's a bit like we? throwing a double at the darts. It's <laughs> 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 about three o'clock. Quarter to three. <laughs> now, some of the bosses come in and, and he's saying... Get out of my studio. Can I make you do it once? <laughs> now, come on, Andy, no pressure. Let's see if you can do oh, it. Oh, Are you I ready? Got rid of it, hold on. He's, okay. put, he's put a tea bag on it. <laughs> what are the chances? Okay. Coming up over the next no, round. Oh, it's me. Hang on, I'll oh, do the no, first. That's not a good start. Bit, You've got to go back to the top <laughs> yeah, again. This is Paul Hawksbin, Andy Jacobs, with you through until four here on Talksport. Where this afternoon, what's coming up, Andy? Coming up over the next. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, just getting, it's all getting too confusing, isn't it? Yeah, you get. You, you know get the idea with yeah, that. It's never going to get there. any better. Just no. live with it. So <laughs> no, I anyway, have to. it's eight minutes. 
eight minutes past one. Good <laughs> afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon. I start with news of uh, Tim Hemman. Oh, yeah. Tim Hemman has bought his local pub. Has he really? Yes, he's only going to work there two weeks a, a year and get paid an absolute fortune. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> That's not, How does that they work? just bring staff in, will he? That would be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that. No, of course um, you don't. Now, where's that letter? I love this bloke, this bloke, because it's a big game tonight, the uh, Women's International. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. 90,000 at Wembley, world champions versus European champions. Yeah, yeah and Brian Linford of Pontefract, right? Oh, OK, yeah. He's He's the man I always turn to on the women's football matters, yeah? England lionesses go from strength to strength. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's true. The USA sell-out crowd. Who would have believed in the 70s, 80s, 90s? Yes, all right, why don't you say in the past? Yeah. We would see in 2022 Serena Wiegmann's team as European champions, having beaten Germany at Wembley with an 87,000 crowd, bringing total aggregate attendance to over half a million for a tournament that sets benchmark every step of the way. Unbelievable, says Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Great letter, isn't Marvellous. it? Marvellous. Was a good one, yeah. But he's fun to have a pint with, eh? <clears throat> one of those. Um, uh, Kelly, some... Kelly's been in touch. Are you having one of those days, Paul asked Andy? <laughs> to be fair to Andy, <laughs> one of those careers. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. He hasn't had one of these days since Wednesday. <laughs> That's a very <laughs> fair point, Kelly. Very, very Thank harsh. You for that. Yeah. I thought I'd read the intro very well on Wednesday. I'll tell you, you read that very well. That was quite complicated. Not bad, really. In quite small type. Thanks very much. Uh, I don't know what it is about Neil Lennon and green and white hoop shirts. It was odd, though, isn't it? You, yeah. You, you manage Celtic and then you go and manage... Well, they they did all right, didn't they? I mean... Played all right for a while, yeah. Yeah. Class told in the end. They did, ultimately. Yeah. But a bit of a nervier night than Ten Hag would have mm. liked after that shooing at the weekend. But, you know... Fair enough. It's Everton at the weekend. They've got that's going to be a good game. Yeah, Everton, yeah, yeah. Everton are doing all right. Yeah. Um, now you know they say all strikers go through a dry spell. Mm. I reckon Erling Haaland's dry spell will be about ten minutes at the moment. It's unbelievable. Isn't yeah, well, he only got two the other day, and he got hauled off at half time. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. The manager had seen enough. He wasn't happy with the performance and hauled him off. And uh, Chelsea were good the other night, weren't they? Played all right. They were very good, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I heard you talking and disparaging me about me before the birthday spread yesterday to the Moose. But the thing is... You did look, say you'd... I mean, the thing is... What I'm, I'm saying, the point yeah. I was making was that if they didn't qualify, it wouldn't be the end of the world because the Europa League... <laughs> Arsenal probably the strongest team in it, but apart from them, you know... Well, they are at the moment yeah. uh, until teams start dropping out the Champions League, which is a... Should never ever happen. No, that's the one happen. thing that's wrong no. with the Europa League. It's, I don't know. I, I, think, I, I, think, I agree with you. It's, it's rubbish. It's, but it does happen. There's no other competition Chelsea in the did world. It and then went on to that. win it in 2013. Yeah, but it doesn't make it right. No, it, it doesn't. Even make if Milan right, no. were ever to do no. that, if they were ever to win away from home in Europe someday, then I think it's wrong. You know, you should have a standalone hmm. competition. It's just it's wrong. It's grubby, and it's all about money. Well, everything in football is all about yeah. money. And I was looking at their fixture list between now and the World Cup. Mm. Chelsea have got four home games and seven away games. Oh, that's weird. It's so How unbalanced. Comes? I don't know. The fixture list hasn't been kind to GP, as I'm now calling him. Who's GP? Graham Potter. Oh, Graham Potter. Oh, OK. You're calling him GP? Yeah, the doctor. Let's hope he can fix it for the us. Doctor. <laughs> it's doctor. a good nickname, isn't it? Oh, OK. The, the doctor, yeah. yeah. I can see Graham in doctors. I thought he was the new... Uh, He's got the look the... of a man who could turn up in a daytime drama. Yeah, at the mill. Yeah, Definitely. you could see him. What He'd be, in touch he'd be a locum, sort of... wouldn't he? Yeah, in touch with his feminine side. I see tough oh, we like he that. needs to be. We like that new locum. He never had any luck as a surgeon until he grew that beard. <laughs> now he's saved so many lives since he grew that beard. Mm. Honestly, that beard, what has he done for Graham Potter? Well, it's done a since lot. Since he's since he's grown, it's gone this incredible run of games. He's got one of the plum jobs in world football. What about that? 
Well, that's true. That's all you've got to do is grow just a beard. Grab, you've got a beard, Andy. What's your excuse? Work for me. <laughs> so, um, one of the things to get going on this afternoon is what was in the wrong parcel that turned up mm. at your place. Um, this is football-related. A thrilled Brentford fan was sent a dozen top-secret Premier League balls by mistake. You see this? No. Mickey Morrison was expecting a hoodie when he uh, found uh, Nike prototypes in a box dropped off by um, a courier firm. The electrician, 27, said, I got quite excited. My hoodie only cost a few quid, but these balls are just priceless. <laughs> well... Um, four boxes of test balls for now. I mean, test balls, really? I mean, you know, they're sort of round, they're panelled, and they sort of one well, flies. No, each ball's different, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. Flies true facetious. Mm. So they were supposed to go to Brentford's training ground, but they went to his house in uh, Hounslow in West London. Yeah. Club bosses and Nike were frantic, apparently, uh, after one of them went missing. Thought a sticker with Mickey's address was put on the box by mistake. Good mistake. So relieved club bosses collected the balls uh, after the uh, the son, it was, who published the story. They alerted them and Mickey got his hoodie. Hopefully something else as well. He's fessing up like that. Maybe yeah. I'd like to think he got but a little bit extra. What would he do with 27 Nike test balls? Go out in the garden and just, <laughs> and just feed back to Nike. <laughs> so anyway, what was in the wrong parcel? It happens, doesn't it? I mean, especially mm. these days. It must have happened a lot in lockdown when you really couldn't go and buy anything so what was in the wrong box when you opened it we'd love to hear from you um, and maybe you do wonder if you ever got a parcel what the other person uh, thought when they opened it tell us your stories the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast I ordered a pouch of whey protein once <clears throat> and received a briefcase in the post it's about as wrong as a delivery can possibly be now that that is very true I collect magazines about the Wild West. That was uh, CJ. That was uh, Steve says I collect magazines about the Wild West and was expecting another lot from America. A parcel came up was tubular, which I thought an odd way to package them. But inside was a pair of windscreen wipers. Really <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Nowhere near as as, uh, as as engrossing. But thank you, Steve, for that. So keep those I, coming. My next door neighbour is mm. he's away for a few weeks on business, and he said, uh, "Would you mind?" taking in some parcels if oh, they yeah. arrive. So I said, yeah, of course. First day, two arrive, and I'm suddenly having this thing of him being away for like six weeks, and every day two or three. By the time there's no room in our flat, we've got a whole safe store. But wow. uh, thank goodness, they no more Somebody I know uh, so inadvertently opened a long time ago, somebody I used to work with, inadvertently opened a, a, um, a, a package, not looking at the address first. And uh, it was a, a number of... Magazines, oh, okay. shall we call them? <laughs> there was a lot of people in <laughs> wetsuits. There was a lot of people in in wetsuit oh, or wetsuit material, and the like. Mm. But he wasn't he wasn't a diver. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and he hadn't ordered it. it. Yeah, it told it told him something about his neighbour that he didn't know. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. How often does that happen? A player who's so brilliant, you know, on the edge of a record. Just can't buy a goal. The one yeah. he missed was amazing, but that is the sort of miss you do when you're on six hundred and ninety nine. Be a nice penalty for him next time That's he's out he needs, there. Yeah, he gets definitely. the game time. There was a posh version of the Davis Cup was played here yesterday, and it was oh, yeah. won by Britain. This is between. It's the world's oldest amateur international tennis competition. Hmm. The Times tells us this morning. Uh, is it real tennis or normal? No, no, proper tennis. What, on the uh, lawn yeah, tennis. Lawn tennis, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, students from Oxford and Cambridge beat. Students from Harvard and Yale, you know, it's the, oh, pre right. the Prentice Ryan. Cup. But one of the players, uh, Bob Marlborough, wasn't there then. No, no, obviously didn't not. have a day off the bins to pop along. <laughs> no, okay, no, that didn't happen. Emily Arbuthnot, twenty-five. Oh yeah, has been playing since the age of seven and once beat Emma Raducanu. 
Who hasn't? Oh, <laughs> there's no need for that, Andy. How many American Opens have you won? US Opens won have any. you won, Andy? None. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> How many have you won? Say two, go on. Yeah. We'll see if we can prove it. <laughs> Spare a thought, Andy, for yeah. Zach Tucker, who's a decorator, he's 26. Okay. Um, he likes Domino's Pizza. I mean, other pizzas are available. but you say he likes Domino's. No, he, well, he probably he's does. Young but he's a big fan. Of, he's a big fan of, of their range of, uh, of pizzas. Yeah. And well, they don't uh, do anything else. Do so they? he thought. Well, no. well they <laughs> do. On. Do you want to go through it all? <laughs> they do wings. They do. Uh, they do quite a lot of other do they? sundries. <laughs> I've, I've never you, been. I know you don't trouble them, you food snob. <laughs> I don't. Which we'll discover when we speak to John Wilkin later on. But anyway, uh, Zach Tucker, he likes their pizzas and thought the best way to mm. get free ones mm. was to have a tattoo of the Domino's logo on his thigh. Did he? But unfortunately, it hasn't worked. They're not interested. Oh. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Despite all the publicity, maybe that'll change now he's been on TalkSport. I've got no yeah, idea. He might do, yeah. But, yeah, he's had, so he's had the tattoo as, as a, maybe as a passport. But what's he going to do? I mean, the idea if he goes into every branch and sort of lowers his kecks, he'll get arrested, won't he? If he's not showing his thigh to people. That's a bit and odd. What does, what does he wear shorts. What does the kid behind the counter, you know, what does he care whether you've got a Domino's lo- um, logo on your thigh or not? He won't. And if he goes to head office, <laughs> just pulls down part of his kex and shows it to the managing director, he might have a fighting chance. Well, he might get a voucher. He could do, yeah, but was <laughs> it worth it? Was it for all that pain? Probably, what did it cost him? Definitely quid? not. Probably, yeah. Anyway, They were transporting Britain's biggest pumpkin yesterday. Who and were? It, and the people who grew it. Oh, OK, fair enough. That, How know, big was it? Was it like the size of Cinderella's coach? It? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it was. I think it's a world record. Oh, OK, great. Yeah. And it fell off the trailer. Oh, no. I know. And you think, oh, I don't know, what's the point? What is the point of growing vegetables there? Because you can't what eat is them. the point of growing vegetables? Well, you can't eat them. They're too big to eat. They're can't too, you cut them up into taste- smaller pieces? No, because they're always tasteless, aren't they? Oh, OK, well, I didn't know. Yeah, but well done to Ian Patton and his twin, Stuart, who grow these things. Oh, yeah, OK. Yeah, I think well, we've had them on the show before. You've just questioned their whole existence, well, and then you really. say, "Well done to them." I mean, it's not their whole existence. Uh, we told you about the <laughs> bright, the sorry, the Brentford fan expecting mm. uh, a hoodie, but getting sixteen prototype footballs destined for the training ground from Nike. Um, and we asked you what should have turned up, what did turn up. Joseph sells us. I ordered an ADSL filter um, online, and uh, it was on Amazon. And he said instead of getting the ADSL filter, which was one ninety nine. Uh, I instead received a limited edition K-pop boy band package containing CD, poster and signed book in a very posh metal box. It was supposed to be about 50 quid. Blimey. So there we are. The, the band weren't called ADSL or something like no, that. I don't think. Well, that's it. You know what? Probably not. I don't think... Yeah, I'm not yeah, a big... Sort of, I'll, look, I'll look towards the kids in the gallery. There's a few K-pop fans in there. Look at the producers. Don't think so, no. ADSL, they mean anything to you? Something to do with, I know it's something to do with the internet. I know what the filter is. I'm still is, waiting for Cy for a good follow-up. Yeah, well, Gangnam Style. When's he Gentleman, coming back? Really Let's get that terrible, guy back. Really. I ordered a new golf bag once, and when it was delivered, I thought the box was a bit on the large side. When I opened it, there were six bags inside. Wow. What about that? Uh, golf bags, I take it you mean. Yeah. Trevor, thank you very much for that. Um, and, yeah, you can keep those coming. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet to TSH&J. This, this has got to be one of the best. Stephen from uh, uh, Lisbon says, I ordered an electric toothbrush online. A week later, came home and saw a massive box, a bit big for a toothbrush, opened it, fly mow lawnmower. Not great for cleaning my teeth, to be honest. <laughs> Not really. <laughs>
This is Very obviously good. quite common. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, is it's it? bound to happen, isn't mm. it, with the amount of stuff that gets delivered? I ordered a set of. I thought, I thought it said a set of hand grenades. It says a set of hand garden tools. I thought you can't buy hand grenades on. Amazon, surely. 20 quid, he said. They delivered a huge package marked Garden Tools. When I opened it inside, was a fold-up wheelchair worth 200 quid. <laughs> Seems like actually the, the stuff people are getting is that's worth Ke- more than the thing they That's ordered. Kevin, yeah. Like, it's a bit of a lucky dip. I think Ke- from what Kevin says, he did quite well out of it. They decided they didn't want it back and he could keep it and he sold yeah. it. Well, that's good. Anyway, uh, keep those coming. What should have been delivered, what was delivered, talksport.com. Text 81089, tweet TSHNJ 03717 Gary Lilly wrote to the Sun today. He said, I'm not a football fanatic. I just like to see a good game. But it's been a pleasure to watch Manchester City striker Erling Haaland perform, always in the right place at the right time. And no doubt the golden boot is assured. Yeah, thanks, really. Yes. You don't say. It was 17 goals in about five minutes. I learned a lot from that. Um, <laughs> Phil tells us ADSL stands for Asymmetric Digital Subscribers Line. But the only thing is, Phil, is it a K-pop band? That's all we're interested <laughs> in. We don't need you showing off about your tech knowledge. Uh, we need someone who knows about these things. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, a bit of controversy in uh, Manchester at the moment. Uh, Ilkay Gundogan's uh, partner, Sarah Alfawi, she uh, has said mm. that uh, she struggles to find good food in Manchester. She said, I'm sorry, I'm sad to be honest, but I've found nothing. I've tried so hard to find a good restaurant, but the food is horrible everywhere. Can't find a real Italian or good sushi or fresh food. Everywhere frozen. Restaurants here focus on making money with drinks and shots like nightclubs, not quality food. Maybe in London, but in Manchester, nothing. I'm sorry, she says. Well, I'm having delicious sushi in Manchester. Yeah. As it goes. Well, I mean, we thought, so who can leap to their defence? And so we thought, I mean, because she didn't say she can't get a good cup of coffee in Manchester. That's so true. we're on fairly safe ground. <laughs> because uh, St. Helens legend John Wilkin is in the coffee business. I don't know if he's got a restaurant as well, and she's been there. We don't think so. He joins us now. Hi, John. I hope she's not been uh, frozen, frozen, frozen food and shots, and my staff have gone rogue. They've gone so rogue on me. It sounds like. Well, I just want to know where this woman's eating. Yeah. What the paint? She's painted a picture of nineteen eighties British cuisine. Like I, I, I'm all for people having an opinion, but when it's just so far off the mark, it's laughable, isn't it? So it I think odd, it, doesn't it? it yeah, it's caused yeah. a lot of offence. I mean, yeah. look. In Italy, the food generally throughout the country is pretty good wherever you go, whatever style of restaurant. But that doesn't mean that Manchester doesn't have good restaurants, does it? No, not at all. Look, let me tell you about my relationship with food because this is important context as to why I'm passionate about it. Like, I'm obsessed with food. I've been in food and drink for, for 10 years. I'm a farmer. Uh, my family's a farming, British farming. Um, I've travelled around the world. Me and my wife flew to Peru to go to a restaurant that we've been wanting to go to. I've been all around Italy. I've been everywhere. I queued for an hour and a half in Naples to get the best pizza in the world. (laughs) Let me tell you, there's a place in Manchester called Rudy's that's just as good, if not better, as the world-famous Damichele in Naples that I had to queue an hour and a half for. So you want fresh pasta, you get a cacio pepe from... Taroni Pasta Vicio out in the Picturedrome in Macclesfield. And it's as good as anything that you'll get from Bologna. So I've been to a bakery in Notto in Sicily just to, ch- to you know test out their local produce. And if you want baked goods, go to Pollen in Manchester, go to Half Dozen Other. There's just infinite number of places that go toe-to-toe with the best food that I've eaten in Italy. So when it comes to this, this opinion that's so far off the mark, it is actually embarrassing for her, isn't it? 
it's, it's, it's an embarrassment. Why, I wonder why she came up with this because I mean they're not short on money. They they would know. go to the best People restaurants would say and get the recommendations. Hey, look, you can eat bad anywhere, can't you? Yeah, look, I can find I can find a bad restaurant. Look, I'm really good at that. I, I can pick them. <laughs> and I can I, I can book bad restaurants. But what she's describing are the flashy, really naff traps designed to get Christian Louboutins tootling through the door and paparazzi outside. Mm. And there's loads of them in Manchester. Like, if you want to go for that, go for it. But don't make huge swathing assumptions about the rest of the food and drink scene. Because if you want small plates, you go to Erst. If you want oysters, you go to Tentive Learn. If you want fresh pasta, you know, you go to Sugo in the Northern Quarter. If you want a Michelin star, you go to Manor. If you want farm-to-table food, you go to where the light gets in in Stockport. If you want some of the best, most young, exciting chefs in the country, you go to Flawed. They do natural wines and some of the most amazing vegetables that are grown in Levensham and, t- and taken to the, the restaurant. So, look, I'm getting passionate about it because it's just ludicrous for someone to come out and say that and look i'm in i'm in food and drink i was in the bakery on a bakery i was there half two this morning uh, feeding our sourdough culture we take food seriously in manchester mm. and on the article that i read look it listed things that manchester's famous for and black pudding meat and potato pies well come on what are we talking <laughs> about like how many northern stereotypes do you want to toss out there so yeah. look she, she's 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 from Italy. There's fantastic food in Italy, but I've been around Italy a lot more than it sounds like she's been around the UK, and she's way, way, way off the mark. Yeah. When you were playing rugby league, did you ever imagine you'd be tending a sourdough starter at two thirty in the morning? <laughs> I, abso- abso- I absolutely did. I was often in the scrum, just, just fascinating about uh, yeah. hydrating my uh, sourdough starter, and feeding it, and you know, laminating pastries was always on my mind. When I was going up for a try, I often pictured the ball as a massive croissant so you know I've, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you you should take you and the missus should take uh, Ilkai and uh, Tara out for a night don't you it sounds like you should they should have spend a day a culinary yeah. day with you in the city I'm washing my hair. <laughs> she's not getting I mean, a second chance, nah, is she? After we'll that, we'll go do we'll go do some shots somewhere. If she's keen, yeah. you know, if that's what she's into. But, um, yeah, there's, there's plenty. There's plenty of great food in Manchester, and I'm sure she'll find it. And look, it's her opinion as well. It has yeah. to be said. But if that's her experience, then look, she won Man City, and, and you know, maybe everybody around her needs to just give her some good advice, and she needs to speak to the right people. It's yeah. been quite. Uh, kick back in Manchester as you, as yeah. you, as you yeah, expect. Well, it's, it's great to hear you evangelise like that and uh, I think I think you're, you're absolutely spot on. We could hear the passion. Just a quick one. We've got the final warm-up game tonight, England-Fiji. Um, yeah. how, how are you feeling about the World Cup? Um, well, there's two sides to it. One is as a patriotic guy who's passionate about a sport and wants the team to do well. So I'm blind you know, blindly passionate and hoping that England will do well. Uh, the very practical pundit side of me says that England are going to struggle. You know, they play Samoa in round one in the first round of the, the World Cup. Samoa might just go into that game as favourites, which will surprise people. A tiny island in the Pacific Islands just has an unbelievable knack at producing incredible athletes. And, and they come into this World Cup with a lot of players choosing not to play for Australia, but go devolved down into Papua New Guinea, into Tonga, into Samoa, which has made those teams really strong. And that just leaves England in a bit of a pickle, mm. in my opinion. But look, it's exciting. Look, <laughs> it's the World Cup that's never come around. It's been COVID, it's yeah. been cancelled, it's been moved. So I'm just delighted that it's on. There's 39 games on the BBC across the <clears> network. 
which is just incredible and, and it's great exposure yeah, for looking the sport. To yeah, absolutely. Yeah. John, lovely to talk to you again. Thanks, John. All the best. Thanks a lot. Cheers, chaps. Bye. Yeah, we'll see you when we're next up. He can take us to one of those restaurants. Sounds Fantastic. good. Uh, John Wilkin there from the World of Rugby League, uh, passionate, and I'm sure all Mancunians will be patting him on the back for that because I think he stood their corner rather he well, did, didn't very he? very well, yeah. Um, Andrew Mensah's going to join us. You'll enjoy his work. He's the new statter, of course, on fantasy football, and he joins us in the studio in a moment. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The latest episode of Fantasy Football League uh, went out last night on the Sky Max. Very enjoyable it was too. It's very funny. Been enjoying it's really it. Good. It seems um, people generally love the old show are enjoying it because it has that nod to the old show and, and they're enjoying the, the work of the, the, uh, the new lineup. Um, and among the new lineup is the new Stato mm. in the Stato role. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Mensah, comedian, of course. Uh, and he joins us. Men's good afternoon. I'm here, guys. Are you enjoying it? Look, you look like you're really enjoying it. I can't. Like, I'm having so much fun. <laughs> I can't, like part of me just can't believe it. Like because obviously Matt Luke. Obviously, I loved Ellis. Like when I first started stand up as like one of my peers and someone I admired. But Matt is like my literally one of my childhood heroes. Like, yeah. I love watching him growing up. So that like, to be working with them, it just feels like a bliss. Do you know what I mean? So like, I just um football comedies like. It's just like the perfect mesh. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't see how I could not be having fun. Do you know what I mean? It's so great. How did you get the job? How did it come about? It's weird. So I like I I started doing a lot of like football comedy stuff online, right? Because I was doing stand up, and then obviously the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to keep active, and I was like, everyone loves football. I love football, and there's so much funny things that happen about football, like and just like not just football in itself, but just the culture of football, Sunday league, all of that stuff. So I started doing like content around that, and I think that kind of got the eye of a few people, including like the producer Spencer. And then I just came in for a meeting, and like normally I've done loads of these like TV meetings, and yeah. it's like half an hour in and out. They're seeing like ten people, or whatever. I got there with. Uh, Spencer and Matt and like I was there for four hours wow just literally just chatting football comedy 
and I kind of knew in an arrogant way, like, I've got this. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, if you haven't after yeah, four yeah, hours. Yeah. <laughs> I've got this. Um, but it was like, the, the four hours just went, like, yeah. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like checking the time or anything. It was just like... Well, they're looking for that chemistry, aren't they? Yeah, they're exactly. We that. just connected, yeah. like, yeah. on a level. And then, obviously, we've done a few pilots and that, and it's just, I've just felt like I've just, it's just grown and grown and grown. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen yeah. the pilots, and we've obviously seen the finished thing too, and you're very different to Steto, as Paul said you'd have to be, but you, you've you kind of turned the tables. You, you are yeah, I bully them. Gra- yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. They deserve it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting, because I, I was speaking to you guys off air, like, when the first show... Ed, I wasn't even born. Yeah. I was born in '95, right? So, <laughs> so like, did you remember? I mean, did you go back and watch some old? I shows? watched you like Leah, all of them loads, and um, and obviously, I just thought Frank Skinner and David Badil are the football guys. They did the um, three you know, lines, lines songs. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, obviously, I love those guys. I saw them at Wembley when we beat Germany in mm. the Euros. Like, oh my god! So that like, to be doing their show as well is a bit mad. So, but when I went back and watched like all of it, it was just like wow! Like I didn't realize how much of a monument the show was mm. and that kind of put a bit of pressure because i was thinking like like you, you you know when you love obviously nostalgia and all of that stuff you love the characters you love and i felt a bit of pressure like i need to do the, the show justice and obviously do status role justice as well but kind yeah. of do it in my own way sure you know what i mean <clears throat> one of the amusing things that you play on a lot is your cousin who plays for palace yeah yeah, yeah. that's great, a, yeah, that's that's great. so yeah, yeah he's your him. cousin but you're not i mean uh you wear the palace shirt quite but uh yeah, yeah. but you're, i'm a i'm a I, I'm, a, I'm a supporter of Palace because he's there. Right. But I support so as soon as Ezra. he leaves... I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but you're yeah. from Charlton, you were saying, last I'm from night, Charlton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm from, like, East Greenwich, Charlton. So Charlton is my local... Charl- the Valley's, like, 10-minute walk from my house. Right. Um, so I used to go there all the time as a kid. And if I carried on going, I wouldn't love football, honestly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Charlton is so bad. I, I, w- I was there when Van Persie scored that ridiculous volley. Right, yeah. I remember like just watching it like as a kid from like the other stand and just seeing him run, 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 run and just take off. And then that year, <laughs> Charlton got relegated. He haven't been back since. So I blame Van Persie for Charlton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the old Alan Kirbishly thing. Wasn't <laughs> oh, it? Yeah, that's right. Careful what you wish for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. used to hate him and then he, he kept them in the division for yeah. years. And what was your route in the sort of comedy in the stand-up? What were you doing before that? Obviously, I loved, I loved doing... I loved comedy as a kid, but mm. I just never felt like it was the thing to do. So obviously, I want I wanted to be a footballer. Right. But, okay. Um, Did I, you have a chance? Did we? I was I was playing. I was playing. I was playing like semi pro. I played for Harrogate a few times. Um, but I wasn't that. I, I'm good at football around rubbish players. <laughs> so when I'm around like playing five aside against old men, I'm like the bollocks. But like <laughs> yeah. like around <laughs> around like people like Eze, they they yeah. show you what the true level is. Um, and I just realized I'm funnier than I am at football. And then I just started doing yeah, just started doing open mic stuff. Um, at the same time, I had that I was doing. I was an apprentice at BT, so right. I was making BT Sports, making like people's teas and coffees and that. Yeah. Um, and you do the little show on BT, which yeah, the, really the shirts, yeah, yeah, it's what really I good. So you I get up, the players going through the old shirts, they right, wore right. There. So yeah, I ended up yeah, pitching that good. show. They ended up giving it to me, and then around that time is when I started doing stand up. So like my worlds, fantasy football is literally the perfect show for me. Like I could yeah. have a better mesh of worlds. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I started doing that. So that's when I just started doing open mic stuff, and then and I realized I was actually pretty good at doing comedy. So yeah. I just carried on. It's very interesting because a lot of the 
people who have reviewed the show all pick up on the same thing, the, the retaining of the original spirit. Yeah, yeah. Without sure. realising that you mentioned the producer, Spencer, there, of course he worked on the original yeah. show yeah. with us, with me, right, in 95. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now he's gone full circle and he worked with you on Harry Hill. And he's yeah, he produced producer. TV Burp as so well. So what, he was like a researcher? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's real would, full circle moment. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. We'd also Spence. get we'd also get roped into sketches. There was a sketch once on on the Fantasy World Cup series where um, a guy was went on Russian TV years ago with a bear on the chat show, no and the bear kicked off. But for some reason, this guy was dressed in a, was a blonde guy dressed in a karate outfit. <laughs> so, so we showed this clip, and I can't remember why. Then we did this this callback yeah, to yeah. it uh, with. Me in the karate outfit with a blonde wig and Spencer in the Bears outfit. Oh, my so God. So when you see him next, when you're going for rehearsals or whatever next, have a chat with him, see if he can dish out. You'll, yeah, see, you'll see him attacking attacking <laughs> the guest dressed as a bear. He's in goal for the uh, Yeah, he's Darren in goal ben, for the yeah. Darren Benton. He's um, turned Phoenix. up in a few yeah, Phoenixes. Yeah. The way he dived at that, I felt sorry for his hip. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so brilliant. So um, it's it's going out every um, Thursday Birthday, night at yeah. 10 o'clock on Sky Max. Yeah, man. It's just, it's awesome. It's in two like, sections. And I think up to the World Cup. And up then to the World Cup and then we're back in... January sometime, and they're um, available to watch. Uh, on, yeah, on I watched Sky. it. I watched it with my mum the other day. She shouted at me because I saw on TV. But <laughs> African mums, that's how they. Get down. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's really good. So you're doing a, you. you're doing a great job. I'm sure you'll you know, hopefully you'll run into Angus at some point. I mean, we should speak to Angus. I wonder if he's been watching. Well, I imagine yeah, after all be. these years. And uh, the late great Jeff Astle, sadly no longer able to to sing. But um, Lee Trundle's doing a good job, isn't he? He's Lee got, Trundle, he can, he can tune, sing. Can't he? he can really sing. Like he's a proper baller as well. He's my kind of like baller, street baller. Yeah. But when he did the first like pilot and he just sang, I was like, yeah. Whoa, this guy's yeah, yeah. got he's got, got a good, good voice. He's very good. We're yeah, bringing out an good. album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Men's good to see you. Thank you ever so Thanks much for coming. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Andrew Mensa, they go and check out uh, Fantasy Football League on Sky Max so you can watch the shows that have gone out and it'll be back on next Thursday at 10 o'clock. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> It's time once again to look at a week of sport on TV. And what a week it's been. Oh, yes. Uh, Martin Kellner was charged with doing that for us. I'm sure he did it admirably. Mm. We're about to find out. Good afternoon, <laughs> yes. Martin. Good afternoon. Before I start, yeah. yeah, lovely build-up. Can I just say how much I enjoyed all your Shaw Taylor material uh, on the show yesterday? <laughs> I was listening in the car yesterday afternoon. <laughs> and I had to, in for you. <laughs> I had to explain to my kids, who incidentally are in their 20s and 30s, exactly who Shaw yeah. Taylor is and what keep them peeled means. I've told them to listen out today for some uh, MacDonald yeah. Hobley and uh, <laughs> Emergency Ward 10 stuff. He so, is very... He's uh, the zeitgeist is Andy. Never, never say he's five Robertson impersonations in a minute. He slung that punchline in like everybody would get it, and I said he's not been on telly for about forty years. Goodness I do, sake! When I go through them, I do realise I hadn't thought to myself yes. that one. I thought, wow, that's ridiculous. Peeled. It's such an old reference. So a GP, as he's now known, uh, yes, the doctor Andy's given him all sorts of nicknames. Graham Potter. Well, he does have a degree. Well, he has a degree in social sciences and a masters oh. in. Uh, Leadership and emotional intelligence. Mm. And emotional intelligence is something that, you know, some football managers over the years have been slightly short on. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> Neil Warner. I'm with you, you can name all sorts. Mm. But um, yeah, it's a very, uh, a very thorough documentary on uh, on Sky Sports called Graham Potter Making a Manager. Yeah. And really, if ever there was an England manager in 
waiting. Mm. It is definitely Graham Potter. He's done everything absolutely, absolutely <laughs> right. It's not the sort of thing uh, you jump. You wouldn't jump ship from Chelsea to England at the moment. No, would you? I wouldn't not just, so, It's but, not. It wouldn't know. make. It wouldn't but make him sense. and Frank Lampard, are, you know, are two English managers. Yeah, you are very well. much pushing Frank Lampard for that role, Andy. I've <laughs> I noticed. Am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. I mean, basically, he's you know he's done everything right. He's got the he's got the degrees. Um, he's um, played all over the place. I mean, not a bad playing career. Mm. He's, he's sort of very self-deprecating. He is. I was asked... about to say that. We talked to him on the show about that, and I saw him play for West Brom, actually, at the Valley. They got mm. absolutely cuffed. Um, yeah. and, uh, but he, kind of t- he does sort of take the mickey out of himself on his playing career a bit. He does, as he says. He, you know, he could play anywhere badly. Yeah. Um, but other people, other people say different. You know, Lou Macari, management Stoke. He's on. Um, uh, Jim Magilton, um was with him at Southampton. Uh, says he, there was an interesting quote. Uh, Jim Magilton said he was tall, blonde-haired, had all the attributes. Whether you know your height and your hair colour is particularly important or not, I don't know. But he, uh, uh, but all the people who played with him, mm. you know, are very, very, um, you know, they say. He he was uh, he was a good player. He was decent and uh, also very thoughtful. Mm. And uh, he was a good colleague in the in the dressing room as well. And uh, you know it, it's a great uh, it, it, you know if you want to know what Graham Potter's all about, well worth watching. Making manager on Sky Sports. When he was in with you, did he mention the green tea? Not green. No, he no. didn't. No, no. Ah, well, he missed three matches. It just shows how modern he is as mm. a manager. Uh, he missed three matches when he was at Macclesfield to, uh, towards the end of his career um, because his dog spilt green tea on his leg. Oh. Um, basically, he was, this is in 2004, so how forward-thinking is that? He was drinking green tea. I'm quite impressed the dog could hold a cup of green tea. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the mark of a good manager, train your dog to hold a cup. Really, that's quite impressive. Really. Yes, well done. So, yeah, the, the, his, his dog spilt uh, green tea on his leg. Um, um, he, just you know, for the avoidance of uh, doubt, he was holding the cup of green tea. Yeah. But it wasn't just. It was interesting that it wasn't just a cup of tea because we've had sort of mayonnaise-related injuries, yeah. tea-related injuries. But this was actually a green tea-related wow. injury. He, you know, he got this master's degree that I mentioned in uh, leadership and emotional intelligence. Then went to Ostersunds mm. in uh, Ostersunds FK in Sweden, yeah. right at the bottom of the Swedish league. Fantastic um, career there. I mean, took them into Europe, for sure, goodness yeah. sake. Played Very at Arsenal, sm- didn't they? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Very small town. So small, the main street runs through the car wash. I know we did that last week, but I thought it's got a good reaction last week, so I thought we'd do it again. Yeah. Um, and uh, he brought in a couple of characters mm. from England. Jamie Hopcutt was one, and he was uh, he was quoted on the show as well. And they qualified for Europe, then obviously went to uh, Swansea. So um, the whole career is uh, is looked at. And uh, and then interestingly enough, I sort of segued from that onto watching uh, Chelsea in the uh, in, in the, the Champions, Champions League, League. right? Yeah, okay. and what you know, good um, performance, 
great performance, yeah. I thought. And uh, obviously, you're very lucky, Andy. You've got a really good manager there. I'm yeah, sure it's going to take him sure time. You know, Chelsea have yeah, got yeah. some very good players, but they've also got some faults that they've had for some time now. And that's going to take him yeah. time to cure that. Now, the, uh, yeah. the BT showed the Greavesy documentary again. It was, yeah, yeah. I, mentioned, I mentioned it before, but mm. I thought I'd, I'd mention it again. I mean, they sh- the BT showed it as the sort of uh, lead up to the uh, to the Chelsea match on uh, on Wednesday. And uh, it's such a lovely, lovely film. And I would, I would hate anyone, you know, who's interested in the history of football and indeed in the, inter- in the uh, history of football broadcasting uh, to miss that show. It's directed by Tom Boswell. Beautiful show. Mm. Lovely film. Mm. Um, Norman Gillers in it, obviously, who, who, a friend of friend of this show. Um, and Cliff Jones. He's and even love- older than us two. Oh, Norman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he is, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't make him a bad person. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, well, yeah, worth mentioning, and of course he would get all the short table oh, references. Oh, he loved it. He'd love it. He sent me a text. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure best he did. Stuff ever. But no, it's a great documentary. It's fantastic, it's, um, and it, I think it, people, you know, if you if you never saw him play, when you do see him play, you think, oh wow, yeah, I can see what people were talking about now. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, you know, with all the talk about Erling Haaland, it is interesting to see, I suppose, somebody in terms of a striker who would be a, a precursor. Yeah, absolutely. Know, in, a, yeah. In, a diff- in a different very, era. Very, different sort of player. But every bit as deadly. Yeah. yeah. Give, when yeah given absolutely. the opportunity, rarely yeah. missed. No, no, so, absolutely. Um, and you, what's the human playground, Martin, oh, before well, we let this, you go? Human playground. Did I write playground? I meant playground. No, the playground uh, was right. No, that's yeah, but human playground. It's a Netflix thing. Yeah, and uh, like everything on Netflix, as we said before, way, way too long. But it's good to find mm. something on Netflix that's not about a serial killer. Right, okay. It's nice to switch on Netflix <laughs> and not immediately <laughs> feel completely nauseous. Right. Um, I mean, it, it's. Uh, it, it's a high-budget show. It's narrated by Idris Elba, and it's basically a series about humans pushing themselves to the absolute limits. Right. Um, Idris Elba says at the start, "We humans love to play. Playing is the ultimate way to learn about our bodies and our minds, etc." Welcome to the scariest playground of all, right. where or playgrounds, I should say, where humans break the pain barrier. Mm. It starts with one about the uh, Marathon des Sables. Which oh yeah. Again, I've seen a few documentaries about that. Uh, it's the six-day, 156-mile ultramarathon. Uh, and they're, they're interviewing an amputee, which is an amazing, an amazing story. Mm. I mean, it's, if you've not seen a documentary about the Marron des Sables, it's well worth um, watching. Right. Um, but, you know, there are other uh, <clears throat> extreme sports that they're going to over the other, you know, the other programs in the series which you're not watch yet um but they show you one scene there's uh, for a start they they go through the statistics it gets up to 133 degrees fahrenheit wow. during the day unbelievable oh, yeah, they're going to have a World Cup there next year. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> FIFA, that's where you're going to have it. That's a kick-off time. They kick off in the evening, so it's not as hot. It's only yeah. 100 on, degrees. On, on the sand, it, it would work. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so 133 years from it. And mm. it, they show you a scene in the camp where mm. after one of the days uh, running, you gather in the camp to sort of recoup, and then you go on to day two and all that. And uh, the guy comes on. And says um, there's apparently a thousand people participate in this. Only forty made the finish line. Wow! 
And on this speech to the camp, he says, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. He tells them all about the conditions and everything. He says, unfortunately, one of you never made it. We mm. tried to uh, resuscitate him. but uh, So he just runs through the lists of people who've died wow. on the trying to do it. Uh, at which point I'd be checking rail timetables to see if there was uh, a way to maybe um, not do the next day. But right. it is just the most phenomenal thing. Uh, and uh, if you've never heard of it, it's uh, it's certainly well worth watching. Um, like I say, it's Netflix, it's high budget, so mm. you get some great scenes of the, uh, of the sand in the desert and all that. And uh, you think, why? Why do they... But Idris isn't there. He's not there trying him. I take it he's in an air-conditioned studio in London with it. And <laughs> doing the voiceover, so. is he? He was doing the voiceover on, yeah. on probably on a microphone that's way more luxurious than mine. Yeah. But that's, <laughs> yeah. that's well, exactly what it's, it's held up for the last <laughs> 10 minutes. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And that's that. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. Danny Kelly will join us as always for a yeah. bit of a deep dive in the That's Premier good. League weekend. Andy Brassel will take us around Europe. We've got anything else? I'm looking at our producer. We've got other stuff for Monday. We've got some good stuff coming Martin up next Sordell week. Martin Sordell and... Um, Marvin Sordell's coming in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So. Al Murray's coming in. Al Murray next week. Mm, just all coming. That's right. No, it's not yeah. just thrown together. Callum Scott Howe's going to be appearing in Cabaret. Big Gary uh, Cardiff's Gary Lineker's coming in. Oh, wow. On. Blimey. Wow, well, it sounds like I might turn up. Yeah, me sounds too. Sounds like a decent week. Okay, <laughs> have a great weekend, whatever you're up to, and we'll catch up with you on Monday. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.